So in light of current situations, so let's talk about the shootings. How do, how do we as a church not only just pray, but how do we be active in our communities when it comes to things like mass shootings and things of this nature? I can't imagine what these parents are going through, what they're grieving, what they're feeling uh, three days out from summer vacation. And um, to, to have it be the 27th shooting at a school this year, this year, um, 212th in mm-hmm. uh, 144 days of yeah. 2022. And so for me, the question as a parent would be, when does it end? Mm-hmm. Uh, is my child's sacrifice enough? Is is their life enough? Is there meaning to them dying today? Yeah. Uh, the question was how how sh- how should a church go about like going the situation? I think first of all is prayer, and then being present uh, in the communities that the church is in. Like mm-hmm. the church, like sometimes like uh, churches need to be there for the community as well. Like maybe just to just to be, Hey, how can I pray for you? How can we serve you? How can we be there for you? How can we, how can like, let us be part of your life as well. Like, so when stuff like this does happen, people can gravitate towards the church, you know, Hey, the church is there for me. Um, you know, so the church is being present in the lives of these people. So I like, I like what you're saying. Uh, but I also want to be careful because someone who might not be a believer or who might've been jaded, uh, here's prayer and associates that with now the coin term thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. And then they think, well, that means that you're really not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, to your point, you did mention being present and being available Uh, And there are many ways to do that. And I think there's a reactionary approach and then there's also a preemptive approach. And so for us is uh, what's the preemptive approach? How how do we keep something like this from happening? Yeah, that's the interesting part because so many people think, oh man, this is what Christian schools are built for. And it's really not because it goes back to this idea of are we going to separate ourselves from the world so much that we have our own little, uh, just like our own little communities. Like a monastery. Yeah, like a monastery, yeah. which that dangerous thought where you're like, well, they're already a cult. And you're like, we're different. And then you start going there like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you are a cult. But it's the, how are you going to engage the community only when something's wrong? Or are you just going to mm-hmm. be a part of the community that you're surrounded by? Well, that's the thing. You the church should already be a part of the community. So when situations like this happen, then, yeah. you know, there's already a presence in the the church already has a presence in the community mm. and people know that the church is there. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, but to, to like your point, which you're asking, like, what can we do preemptive? And I think the, there's a lot of churches and not every church has the ability to do this. And I, I recognize that I'm one of the churches that do not have the ability to do this because of finances and, and small staff, but churches who have this ability can either lead this or partner with small churches such as myself in getting into the schools and providing some way to not only be involved in those kids, but to invest in those kids. And sure, there may be some uh, legal things there that may prohibit certain conversations or whatever, but just being able to show the actions, mm-hmm. because it's saying the instance of this kid, um, the eight-year-old who, who did the shooting, could there have been something done in his life to prevent this a long time before? Because how much of this is just pain built up over years and then him lashing out or nobody going, hey man, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Why are you having a bad day? What are you feeling? You know, and so the church being invested, not just like we're doing a community party, but we're part of the school. We're a part mm-hmm. of the food bank. We're a part of Chick-fil-A because everybody wants to be a Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. right? Being invested in that way 
where when stuff goes down, it's like, no, we were, we were there. We knew this kid. We spoke to them and mm -hmm. we made an effort. Well, I think sometimes also like, I think the, the story is that he was ostracized. Like he was like marginalized in his school and yeah. people like literally like didn't want to hang out with him. Yeah. I think I heard an interview where he, a former friend was like, I just stopped being his friend because it was really weird. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I don't want to get into the details of the whole, but, yeah. you know, he was marginalized by, by his school and by his peers and by so, so, you know, that built up pain. Nobody was there to, to hear him out or mm -hmm. to even care for him. Which is a church. That's who we're called to reach. Yeah, right? that's, that's right. what I'm saying. That's, so like this kid was like literally marginalized by his school, marginalized by his friends. Maybe, I, I don't know about his family, but I would, yeah. I would guess so he was, so this kid had like, was from what I'm hearing from the story and from the community around him knew of this kid he he didn't have anybody yeah. like you know to to talk to him which from the stories that were without been reading online yeah. Yeah. yeah and and even in death right we're still isolating this guy yeah right sure, because yeah, we're no. saying you know sin issue it's a sin issue what's well, his sin issue mm -hmm. yeah. but really it, it's also our sin issue on a variety of levels and so i think that's where we're kind of um, too vague, I think, yeah. whenever we're, we're talking about it. Um, and what I mean by that is that... Being inclusive, right? Yes, in the, in the sense of, yes, we neglected the marginalized for one, but also to, to our point is, what are the changes that we are wanting to make? So for instance, what is the prayer that we have? Is our prayer simply just ethereal? Or is our prayer changing us? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's there's something about um, an intellectually and spiritually honest prayer, a prayer that isn't going to change me, isn't really spiritually honest. If I'm not prepared for well, that. what is your approach? Well, I would I, I agree with that. I think there has to be a spiritual, but also like a also reaction to the what you're praying yeah. for you know but also what is your approach to prayer right yeah, i mean that, you, that's that's you gotta analyze question, yourself yeah. why are you just it, because prayer like you were saying earlier it's become a like banal platitude oh i'm gonna pray for you you know but yeah. then it never happens you know so what is the approach to prayer i think this is a good time to 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 become aware of these issues that we are having within yeah. the church and within as individuals as believers yeah. and to be more intentional with people I think that's what it is, right? I think it's intentional with like this kid that was marginalized. What if someone was there? Mm -hmm. What if the church was there? Yeah. What if like someone, a believer, someone was like, hey, let, let me talk to you. Well, that's at, that's at the micro level, sure, right? With, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. individual, sure, right? Yeah. So here's here's my sin that I failed to reach this marginalized mm -hmm. man, right? Uh, but then at the, at the macro level mm -hmm. is have has have we as a nation sinned and being unwilling to, to pass laws? that change something sure you know because if if we're unwilling to do that what does that say about us yeah. does that say that something else is more valuable sure uh, whether it's um our rights yep. or are they more valuable than uh someone's life yeah. yeah and i and i don't know if i'm going too far with no, that but i want to hear your perspective at some point the church has to start taking responsibility for our own actions mm -hmm. because as much as we say the church no longer affects culture well we have affected culture for the last hundred years and mm -hmm. even though we may not be the predominant uh, influencer of culture. We still are today. Um, and so I hate saying we have the ability to influence politics, but there we do. is. We do. We, we have there a is. huge presence. Yeah. And so I think the church, when we start going, what is best for me as an individual, right? Um, I'll just say it. Like, I, I have guns. I like having guns. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows I have guns mm -hmm. because they were passed down through families. Mm -hmm. Now, am I a person that goes out and trains at the range and has a good time, is very obsessed with guns? Absolutely not. We go, my family hunts. We hunt. That's what they're used for. I don't have a CHL. I don't, I don't feel the need to protect myself. 
um, for whatever reason, um, with a, with a with a rifle or with a with a pistol or anything. I have like that. my we have guns as well. We have, yeah, we have guns as well. Like <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. It's the fact of okay, there needs to be some sort of change. I'm not saying get rid of guns, but there mm-hmm. has to be something stricter come up. Over, and you go, mm-hmm. well, that's not fair. Well, yeah. it's not fair for these people just to walk up. Mm-hmm. And never, and say drop off their kid for the last day of school and not see him again. But to to even to even not be willing to explore that option, yes. you know, yeah. to not yeah. even be willing to say, look, if we pass some form of legislation, um, things might change. Can we give it a try? Yes. To even not be willing to explore that, yeah. um, for me, seems to to just look the other way. Yeah. Which I think um, when we talk about God's heart, right? Mm-hmm. When I pray, mm-hmm. I pray God be near. Mm-hmm. But also let me be near to your heart for righteousness. Yes. And so righteousness is right standing, Mm -hmm. you know, the right standing of all things, which is what God wants. Right. He wants us to be his vessels in this world. Um, And we don't have to go into that Mm -hmm. theology of the already not yet. But um, here we we still we still are his vessels to affect change and to also uh, put forth justice, which is put things in right standing. Yeah. We got to start removing the the difference of promise and preference. Promise being God's truth and preference Mm -hmm. of my truth. And it kind of reflects God's truth. And at least, and I'll say this, in the South, it looks one way and the North looks another. Like Mm -hmm. people like to point out, well, these people do this, these people do that. We all do it. We go, this is our preference and it's kind of close to truth. And so Mm -hmm. therefore, this is how we're going to live. But there has to be this leeway of like, this is not working, like you said, so let's start moving this way. Could this be more godly? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Then don't be afraid of it. Is it going to cost you something? Well, yeah, most yeah. good things cost you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's better to take that effort and not only just take it, but lead in Amen. it. And it's come and die. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's in the same way Christ, you know, gave up his life. Yes. He gave up his throne and he's calling us to be like him. You know, it's going to cost us. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, yeah, there's like I said earlier, there's sin in this world and we see it. But it doesn't mean we don't have to do anything yeah. about it. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we acknowledge it. And that's why we preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's why we try to reach communities. And that's why we try to reach the lost. You know, that we acknowledge the sin, but also doing something about yeah. it mm-hmm. from the micro level to like reaching out to people, not marginal. Because in the church, let's be honest, we have marginalized people within our church. Absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. that's an issue. Oh, yeah. he doesn't have the right shoes. Oh, he doesn't have the right shirt. Oh, he's not cool, trendy enough, you know? Yeah. And we marginalize those people. And I've heard stories about churches that, oh, just because that person that wasn't looking the right way, oh, they just marginalized. You no, know, we do that, you know? But mm-hmm. we need to acknowledge these things. We need to be aware of these things, but also do something like, was David micro level? Yes, the macro level as well. I think, yeah. I think, uh, governments are there for a reason god has placed governments there for people and then people are there for a reason as well they keep their Mm -hmm. government accountable you know Mm -hmm. and i think this is a a very uh, this is a situation where this needs to happen Mm -hmm. there needs to be some sort of accountability on all levels and also reflection Mm -hmm. us as individuals us as a church and will this keep happening that's the question right will this keep happening if we don't do anything we've we've seen it throughout the years and I know there's a generation Gen Z has grown up seeing this from the beginning, yeah. right? Like, you know, they since become they, numb to this issue. It, yeah, I know. mean, it's every, I mean, 212. Well, you yeah. remember Columbine, right? People were like, "Oh my God, that was like yeah. the first major shooting," and then every the the reaction of the nation. And as years progress, like people are just becoming, oh, it's just another shooting. Yeah. And kinda, they don't really Yeah, care. I'm tired of the memes, man. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I have graphic designer friends. I love you guys, but man, like, I just, I can't. 
it's just like this cute thing we pose to to make ourselves feel better Aww. yeah wow. yeah and and so i mean this is i hope i hope those watching can can know this is a, an opinion piece you yeah. know this is our opinions it's not it's not necessarily absolute truth mm-hmm. um it's just something that we we believe but i do want to kind of enter into the political realm uh having having set that up um I think to your point about accountability, I think it's important for us to have a higher standard for our lawmakers because sure. for so long, and I think even the majority of people would be in favor of reform, uh, gun reform, but because those in positions of power um, are taking money from you know, endorsements from certain organizations, um, at some point we have to say, you know, it's, it's not okay. Yeah. You know, and here's, here's the bottom line. Here's where I put my foot down. If if you take money from this group, then you represent an ideology that I don't value and I don't see. So in my in my way of making change as a as a single citizen, I can't change everything. But what I can change is my vote um, and hopefully others follow suit. Um, and so that's, again, a political opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, we you know, when people talk about, oh, it's political now, I feel like there's this transition where like, oh, not like like people shut off or people are like, Oh, it's just a political thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just going to be political. And it's like, yes, it's political. Yes. There has to be change. Like, yeah, just cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you guys know what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about. Went, Maybe you can phrase yeah, it. Better. I went to DC uh, three weeks ago um, to talk to a couple senators about mm-hmm. immigration and DACA and things like that. And it just, it was funny cause like, uh, or funny or sad, one of the two, <laughs> but when we were in the, these offices, their script, and I think, man, if, if I was them, I'd probably be, be kind of tired of hearing everybody come yeah. and give me pitches. So they kind of have a script and for pastors, the script is what well, you guys are doing uh, more work than I am or more important work. You guys are saving souls and all right, good job. And so, pat in the um, back. back. And so one of the guys, yeah, one of the guys that was in the room, he kind of stops him and interrupts him and kind of changes the tone of the room. And he says, well, we can do this, but you're the only one that can change laws. Yeah. And so I think to accountability, right. To, to a higher calling, you know, and it's hard for me to watch. And I know I'm talking a lot, I know, I know it's, it's hard for me to watch, um, these lawmakers sometimes read exactly what took place. A gunman comes in, 18 kids killed, two teachers killed. They understand what took place. It's not like they don't, um, but they have weighed out the options and they have decided that, you know, following uh, a certain ideology is more important than a human life. And I think that's where we have to say it's, it's not. Yeah. It's also, I definitely learned if it doesn't affect you, you're not going to hold the same way. Cause yeah. just like you mentioned earlier, having a three month old, yeah. it changed your perspective. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of in the middle where I don't have kids yet, but in the next two or three months, I will have two kids. Mm-hmm. And now, and I sat with my wife who is actually from a place called Utopia, Texas, which is 25 minutes outside of the Valley. Um, and so like when we go down to see her family, that's where we go to Walmart and get groceries mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Um, and she goes, I don't want to become a whole school parent. But now I'm actually scared. Mm-hmm. Where do I want to send my kids to go to school? Because are they going to come home? Mm-hmm. And I never thought of it, about it like that because it was the first time that I went, this is not in D.C. This is not in Virginia. This is not in Columbine. This is right here yeah. at home. And again, mm-hmm. Valley is seven, six hours away from us. But for my wife and our family, it's 20 minutes away from us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it was one of those things of like, oh, I actually have to be concerned when my kid walks out, um, especially working at student ministry. 
um, in Mansfield last was it, well, that was just last year, the year ago last year at Timmerview, which is off of 360. They had a shooting, uh, and I went up to the campus to help parents find kids, and it was chaos. Um, and I, I'll never forget that. But one thing that stood in my mind, there was like 30 churches that showed up, 30 different youth pastors, and they brought people, people brought more people, and they not only helped parents find kids, they met with them, they brought food, they brought drinks, because we were out there for seven, eight hours. Mm -hmm. It was an extremely long time. You got to see the church of action there, but the question I always asked was, all right, so what, what could we do before this? Mm -hmm. uh, because we have the power to be involved and invest in the schools. Because mm -hmm. in Texas, most, especially in DFW, it's just kind of understood. And obviously we ask permission and things of that nature, but most schools are not going to tell you, no, please don't come do a good thing and invest in our kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we get busy. Yeah. It doesn't affect us. Yeah. As a we parent, just pass on. As a parent, how does that change in your guys' perspective now? I know you, you got your mm -hmm. daughter that was just, yeah. and you're going to have kids. I'm a two daughter. A two daughter, <laughs> right? So, like, looking at this situation, I know you oh, talked man. about it or kind of scraped about it a little bit. Like, mm -hmm. are, do you guys feel comfortable sending your kids to, to, yeah, to I, these like, schools to your now? Point, to your point, I never thought my daughter would go to homeschool. Oh, man. And <laughs> now it's like, man, that's an option, right? Because, yeah. because you, you know, it how do you send them out and then they don't come back yeah you know and there's something to what you were saying about the experience and that's that's called empathy yeah and so uh judah smith one, one of my favorite preachers the way he puts empathy is uh taking upon yourself the pain mm -hmm. that you could have avoided yep you know and so when you're it's a choice right you could choose that empathy you could avoid it but in choosing it you you want something to happen yeah you want something to change and so um yeah it's different it, yeah. it really is different i think this for me how to take this is loving loving people um i just keep thinking about this shooter because man he he looked like he was a kid that no, I feel like nobody wanted to be around, you know, yeah, love, love, like yeah. loving the unlovable. Yeah. And it's hard because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's hard because you're like, oh, it's just easier to just like put him aside and ignore him. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, but but Jesus is calling us to reach those people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Remember, I remember Luke 15, right? The Pharisees and the, Jesus the, is the, <laughs> the Pharisees and the and the Sadducees were criticizing Jesus. They're like the religious leaders, you know, yeah. the people that were wealthy, the people that were like in high standing. And Jesus was lower with the tax collectors and sinners and people that nobody wanted to be around. Yeah. You know, Jesus was in the midst of those people in order to reach those yeah. people. Yeah. We just preached on that. So, so yeah, Eugene David, yeah. Peterson, the way he words it is, he was treating them as if they were old friends. And so for me, I mean, just the language was beautiful. Um, to, to that point, too, um, I, I think when you, you see a kid like this, you can talk about mental health. Yep. But, I, but I think um, it's important to not just make that a piece yeah. of it, you know, yeah. and not to just make it a talking point yeah. or a buzzword. Because you also have to be objective, you know, um, it, I think certain politicians will take this and just make it about mental health. Yeah. Um, but really, like Texas, for instance, like we're not heavily invested in mental health. No. So we could talk mental health, mental health. But then, like, what do the stats say? Yeah. Uh, so it's important for us as citizens to be informed, too, and really push that and pursue that. I think I think I heard is uh, maybe you guys can correct me or. Uh, someone can comment on this on the comment section, but I think I heard the best in Texas, like the best way to get mental treatment is in jail and state prison or something mm -hmm. like that. I've heard that. Probably, uh, probably not wrong. And I don't know if you, you might, y'all might have thought of this. I, I was about this last night, but and I don't know. It puts a lot, it feels like, as getting ready to have children, it puts a lot of pressure on me as a parent, sure. as a soon to be parent. 
Um, I don't I don't know this this kid's parents if they were involved or not. Some people say they were, some people say they weren't. But it also just the idea of as a parent, you didn't recognize some of this stuff mm-hmm. because, and I understand like, especially pastoral, everyone works pastoral ministry. You usually work more than 40, 60 hours and you don't get paid for those extra hours. Mm-hmm. So you're already mentally exhausted. But the thought of not knowing my kid well enough to see some of these warning signs, because stuff like this doesn't happen. Oh, you know what? Today's the day. I just, and probably mm-hmm. poor grandparents had no idea about mental health or yeah. didn't. Yeah. Like to talk so about for it. us, like, <laughs> We're involved in ministry. Yeah. We're involved in the church. And so we don't have all the answers. And there, this is such a weighted topic that we will never tap into yeah. all the nuances. Well, but so, let, let me just say, um, what we can provide uh, and what we should provide is mm-hmm. tools for parents, right? Yeah. Tools for parents to really understand their, their children. Because nowadays, like our, our students at our church, a lot of times they don't know how to interact with other human beings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so for us, it might be like, man, that's really interesting mm-hmm. because like we need to teach the kid to also how to like form them and shape them into being a r- upstanding citizen. Yeah. But at the same time, the parent to not neglect that. It's been easier to just give them a tablet and yep. just ignore them. I, I do want to tap into one more thing. It might be it might be. I I don't I don't even know where it'll go, but (laughs) I think just our responses, right? Like our responses on social media. One is, um, "Come, Lord Jesus," right? "Come, Lord Jesus," or (laughs) "How long, Oh Lord?" Yes, that's that's in Habakkuk. I get that, but man, we're blaming God. Yeah, (laughs) and so like also, "Come, Lord Jesus" is like Jesus is going to come when the time is right, and when He best chooses and His will. Right. But in this moment, he still has us here. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I want, I want to hear from Come you guys, Jesus. What? <laughs> Come so, believers. So here's, yeah. So here's the thing with that. Cause this really upsets me. Lord Jesus come. Okay. That's cool. When Lord Jesus comes, that's game over for a lot of people. <laughs> yes, it is. So <laughs> judgment. Day. What are you doing? What am I doing? I'll say yeah, that. No. What am I doing? And let me just say, as a pastor, I'm not great about this. I'm an introvert. I I do not right, like meeting new people. You. It's uh-huh. it makes me nervous. But if we go, oh Lord Jesus, come! I feel like I'm saying, oh Lord Jesus, come, because I'm uncomfortable and I'm just ready for these people to go to hell and me go to heaven. Yeah. And I forget the fact of, oh Lord Jesus came to save the lost people, to come save the sick people, and He's called you and I to do the same. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just it it bothers me to think that we're just ready to give up and go. I'm tired of being Jesus to these people. Yes. Mm. Yes, and and I think it, for me it's poor theology. Yeah, and maybe it's maybe I'm misunderstanding or the, the American uh, mindset, individualism. Perhaps you know. like maybe I'm misunderstanding the nuance of um, that word, maybe. but the way I've kind of taken it is yes, exactly that. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Take me out. Yeah. Um, but I think what uh, I think it's Hebrews talks about Jesus being a, a firm anchor. You're right. Like not a helicopter it yes. takes you out. Yes. And so it's like in even in this moment, let me be anchored and rooted in you mm-hmm. and still find ways to, for others to come to you. Mm-hmm. And there's a sense of urgency. Right. Because we're seeing the sign of the times. Right. More violence, more uh, pandemics, more things. We're seeing those signs. And there should be the sense of urgency of let me be who you called me to be. Um even in this time. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to be citizens of heaven, right? Citizens yeah. of the kingdom, right? Like I think about it like embassies, like United States embassies, right? I, that's how I think of churches, right? This is, this is, this is, you know, we, we're, we are the, like David likes to, says the already not yet, right? We're part of the kingdom. We're citizens of, of heaven. Yeah. You know, we are bringing 
heaven to hear right yeah. he said the peter here that you got the keys the the keys to to the to heaven you know so we as believers you know we're we we should be making that change god has placed us here we we are being utilized the hands and feet like the yeah. hands and feet of jesus <laughs> we're yeah. here to do we're here to bring that through the power of the holy spirit yeah. that's you know so that's the help that jesus has yeah. given us so and and i'm all about prayer but if prayer never goes anywhere you're not praying you're a bad Christian for saying well, that. I'm just well, no. I think James James also like faith without, I'm kidding, faith, it's faith just without that, works, right? It's, yeah, it's dead. Yeah. So I mean, that's just I think. Yeah. Well, um, I, there was uh, someone on Tuesday that they, they mentioned this that there was two farmers that they prayed for rain, uh-huh. and one of them went out and plowed their field, and the other one sat at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. So which one had faith? That's right. Right. So we're praying, but we're praying in action and so god you are going to move so let me go ahead and 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 move with you and and bring your kingdom through me i think one of the most powerful prayers is pray for clear eyes and guidance Mm -hmm. so i can see where you're taking me Mm -hmm. because it's that same thing there's been so many times where lord goes walk that way you're like but there's nothing that way yeah there is just keep walking. You'll run into it. I promise. And then you get there, you go, man, I wish I would have ran over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes me in Isaiah 58, uh-huh. which is one of my favorite passages for a variety of reasons. But um, where Israel is praying, they're mm-hmm. praying and they're humbled and they fasted. And then verse six, I think it says, well, Lord, we fasted and you haven't heard us. And so Jehovah, he responds and he says, is that the fast that I want? Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't the fast that I want that you care for the poor, the widow, uh, the the Sword wanderer, yeah, the the one that's without food or clothes, and yeah. and so um, I, I think for us maybe maybe the prayer that we're praying is the prayer that we want, yeah, and not the prayer that God wants. We're fasting in the way that we want, yeah. but not the way God wants. And so for me, my prayer is God just help me be like you, yeah, help me be like you. Yeah, we're talking about it, but. Uh, putting that into action i yeah. think also is another key part right it's good to have these conversations but yeah. it's also good to put it into action yeah and and it's gonna mm. make us uncomfortable it's, it's making me uncomfortable yeah. thinking about it just now like just all the things <laughs> we just un- unraveled you yeah. know because yeah. there's there's ramifications to our prayer too and in yes. our confession of prayer yes. of, of saying or our statement of prayer because the world is looking right and they're watching and this might be the only time in a time of crisis that they really start thinking about the eternal yes but here we have believers who are simply making statements about praying yeah um and so for them their only view is uh, a, a static um impersonal yeah. distant god you know who isn't here with us yeah. Yeah. social media is is great because you get outreach to so much but the problem is you feel like I won't say you people feel like we've accomplished something when I post a picture or I post a, a really good quote or something mm-hmm. of that nature. We're kind of, I did enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did it. Like I did it. Yes. I said <laughs> something and that's a great thing. I'm glad you said something. Um, it always, it's like the, I'm going to say, cause I'm a white guy. Um, when white people go, well, I have black friends. I'm like, <laughs> I have a black, yeah, friend. I have a, a black, black friend. friend. You're like, Oh, Okay, oh, that's no, sorry, guys. That's not helpful, yeah, really. Funny. I mean, that's cool. I'm glad you have a, a black friend, but why is it gonna be by you for black friend? Now, granted, like I have friends, I'm like, yeah, yeah they're black, whatever, and then and we just move on, and that's fine. But do you have a relationship with that friend who's also just so happened to be someone that doesn't look like you, mm-hmm. where you actually understand their culture, their background, their jokes, things of that nature? Where like if I go up to North Side of Grand Prairie, 
where most people don't look like me nor talk like me, that's okay. I'm not going to feel uncomfortable because that is who I grew up with. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a big difference um, because they're like, oh, you, we know, we know each other. You got invited to the cookout. Yeah, invited to the barbecue. <laughs> I can't bring anything, but I can show up. Yeah, yeah don't make any. Yeah, yeah like bland. don't bring the potato salad. It's too but, bland. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, this is an awesome conversation. I think just to cap it all, summarize it. You know, um, you know the we talked about different issues because it, this is an issue, right? But yeah. there's so many things like the family, the the loving the the church being present, the yeah. like loving the marginalized and not leaving people out keeping your keeping uh politicians and and keeping the the uh you know keeping all of that accountable yeah. you know so there's a lot of things that go into play into like this just we we're just talking about a school shooting and we just unraveled so many different topics that yeah. that that could that is a possibility of the problem right yeah and just so, keep an eye out for the book you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah david do you have any last remarks or anything you want to say no, it's just ultimately these were opinions and these were thoughts that we've had in abs not absolutes, right? Yeah. These are thoughts that, that we've had. Um, it does not mean that our way is the best, but really it's something to think about, yeah. you know, because uh, something does have to change. Um, and God has called us. He's put us here for a reason. Yep. And he wants us to be the change. Um, he wants us to be the Christ people see. Mm -hmm. I don't think people need a new definition of Christianity. They yep. just need a better demonstration from us. That's a good, that's yeah. a good way to put it. That's really good. That's yeah.